Welcome to the Digital Coffee Date, created and hosted by Jessica Rosado, writer, producer, content creator, and entrepreneur. This podcast is your weekly inspirational dose of incredible women who are making a powerful global footprint. Our conversations feature different women from all walks of life who share their experiences through both successes and failures alike. These stories empower and encourage the female footprint in a society originally structured for them to fail, whether it be through philanthropy, entrepreneurship, or even the corporate ladder, women are creating a global footprint that will impact the future. This week's digital coffee date is with digital marketing expert, Jennifer Sargent. Hey, Jen. How are you, girl? Hey, girl. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So Jen and I go way, way back. And we actually talked about this the other day of how it's such a beautiful thing to have known someone for such a long time and be able to witness their expansive growth throughout the years. So I'm incredibly excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here and happy Women's International post day, I guess you could say, since it was yesterday. Yes. (laughs) So Jen, you are a digital marketing expert. Can you tell us all about being the digital sergeant and what a day in your shoes looks like? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, hmm, Where do I begin, really? Uh, (laughs) I guess you could say I have close to seven years of digital marketing experience. I started at an inbound marketing agency, uh, worked there for five years on the local and national scale in different vertical markets, and then moved over to a law firm. So I'm now the chief digital marketing officer at a law firm here in Orlando. And I spend so much time on my phone. It, I'm a little bit embarrassed to admit <laughs> exactly how much time, but um, I wake up every single day and check all of my social media channels and um, make sure the brand is performing okay, make sure that I'm performing okay. And and just really just working the internet, I think, is the best way to really describe it in a nutshell without taking five hours <laughs> to go into great detail. Yeah, yeah. Well, every work environment isn't without its challenges or hurdles, right? So how do you remain ahead of certain instances that may arise in your workplace? I mean, especially with the digital marketing industry, there's literally something new every day and it's almost so hard to keep up with everything. So I really lean upon my team, my friends and the industry to make sure that we're all up to date. But a lot of times these surprises will come just out of nowhere, the blue clear sky. Next thing you know, you're Googling your brand and you're like, oh my gosh, where's my page one rank, you know, page one ranking one position. And then you start 
going down the rabbit hole and realizing that Google made an algorithm update. <laughs> right, um, so right. then that's when you <laughs> that's when you move to Twitter and you start seeing, you know, okay, what's every what are the practitioners talking about? What's really going on here? And a lot of times it's it's Google doing its thing. Everybody calm down. Make sure your website's okay. Make sure it's responsive. Make sure you're not spamming, you know, typical um, white hat scenarios. And then just let the algorithm or let the situation unfold and, and take it from there. But sometimes these updates in the digital marketing landscape just, I mean, literally come on the blue clear sky. I remember there was one time I was working, you know, minding my business, probably making a social media post or something like that, just in my own little happy world. And next thing I know, the uh, Google listing for the brand that I manage just literally vanished, just disappeared. You were to search for it on Google and it wasn't there. Oh my goodness. I mean, it was... (laughs) It actually put the business in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, which is quite bizarre. And we went down a um, a rabbit hole of like, okay, where did our listing go? Next thing you know, we realized that our listing was actually suspended, and that was a challenge that just took us, you know, completely by surprise. Next thing you know, we're talking to Google, my business support, for hours on hours on their time in India, figuring out where did our listing go? Are we ever going to get it back? Are we getting our reviews back? Oh my goodness! <laughs> so a lot of deep breathing typically helps. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's so true because I feel like every time I turn around, there's some new thing that's coming out on some platform like Instagram and like Twitter, Facebook, especially with social media. There's always something new changing. And I think that's what at times can make digital marketing in and of itself so difficult to keep track of. I mean, even people like entrepreneurs, you know, when, when you're your own digital marketer and you are in charge of, you know, developing your own content and making sure it's out there and you're working on the copy for everything that you're going to post, like it can get very, very hectic really fast because there's so many things that are new that are coming out and so many things we still don't know. I mean, I think you could be, I think anyone could be, you know, absolutely amazing at social media marketing in general. And there's still so much we don't know because it's not like, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all these different platforms, even Google itself says, here's our algorithm. (laughs) Here's how we do everything. Like, you know, like it's like this secret world of you just trying to basically navigate it in, in the best way possible and really understanding the landscape as much as you can and making sure like you're ahead of these things that come out and that you're on it, you know, you're like, okay, yeah, they just launched this or they just rolled out with this and just kind of staying on top of it. So I think you obviously do a great job of that because that's your, that's what you do. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And you're right. I mean, there, there's not a playbook, how to rank on Google by Google. I mean, they have a guideline, but they don't tell you exactly how to do it, how to get on page one and Facebook and um, Instagram. I mean, now we have TikTok. (laughs) There's always something new around the corner. And sometimes that can be really challenging when you're collaborating with others and you're everybody's asking the same question. Okay, how did this happen? And we're all really just grabbing at straws, trying to figure out what the problem could be. And then you have to make sure you're not changing too many variables and not really letting things just kind of 
work themselves out sometimes. When you change too much, you can actually create a huge problem. And it takes great patience and skill to just step back, breathe, and just take a one step at a time. Absolutely. Now, you also serve on the board of directors for the Touched by Type 1 organization. Can you tell us about the organization and why you chose to be a part of it? Absolutely. Elizabeth Forrest is the founder of the organization Touched by Type 1. They actually rebranded this year, January 2020. They were originally Dancing for Diabetes, and she started this foundation when she was in middle school and when she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. She wanted to create a community and meet more people and really spread awareness about diabetes and type 1 diabetes. Now, I don't have diabetes, but Elizabeth is one of my friends and listening about her story and listening to some of the things that she's gone through just tugged at my heartstrings. And I remember asking her, can I posts on Facebook for you? <laughs> or can I respond to comments? Or, you know, I'd love to volunteer. I love to get involved. And um, next thing I know, she asked me to be part of her board of directors. And it's really a privilege to work alongside her. She's a, a really wonderful woman. And um, maybe one day you guys can meet. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. And she has started a foundation that's just really grown to great heights and that has touched so many people's lives and really helps spread awareness about type 1 diabetes. That's incredible. I mean, I think it's so valuable to, you know, have a whatever it might be, anything, you know, philanthropic that you can get a part of um, and just kind of serving others. Um, I think a lot of what we kind of get consumed with in life is just like we're always on our path of the go, go, go with our own family, our own world, you know, anything that's going on in in just us where it's kind of like sometimes the world revolves around us a little bit. And I think when we step out of that and we choose something, whether it's our actual job or whether it's a volunteer project or something like that, where we choose to um, help others and serve others in whatever capacity that that might be, um, I think is is so commendable. So I'm proud of you. And I'm glad that, you know, you're on um, the board of directors for such an organization like that. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoy reading the comments, the messages that come through, um, basically doing everything that I can to accelerate her brand and her foundation on the web through different advertising methods and things like that. And it, it's a very nice, humbling and grounding experience. And you're right, sometimes you can just get caught up in your own world and remember that there are other people who would like your problems, you know, at the end of the day, like there are other things, everybody's going through something. So it definitely makes me, it fulfills my soul, makes me feel good inside when I can help her and her foundation in any way possible. That's amazing. So what would you say some valuable lessons are that you've learned in both your job and working with the organization? Oh, I have a lot of valuable lessons, really. Um, <laughs> There's so many, right? <laughs> but one of the, right. Where do I begin? I think the biggest lesson that I learned was 
right out of college, I was applying for jobs. And as you know, exiting college and entering the workforce and trying to obtain a career, um, like a big girl job, so to speak, is rather difficult. It's a very saturated market for anybody. And there's a surplus of new graduates essentially looking for the same job you want. So it was my goal to land a job before I graduated college. So I applied for as many jobs as I possibly could. I think I counted 200 at one point in time, but I was able to gain a couple of interviews, a handful of interviews really. And I landed on a position at an inbound marketing agency. And one of my biggest lessons I learned from that was to negotiate your pay at the very beginning. And I was super nervous to do it. I didn't really know, you know, where to begin, how to navigate that landscape. I remember asking my dad, my stepdad, and he said, just ask them if they're flexible on the salary. I thought, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's crazy. So I asked them and they actually gave me um, a $1,000 increase, which wasn't much, but you know, anything helps at the time. Yeah, yeah. And about three years working for them, I negotiated my salary again. And then I, I got the hang of it a little bit more. I was more prepared for it, explained exactly why I deserved it, things of that nature. And I was granted what I asked for. And I think that's probably one of my biggest lessons is that in theory, everything's up for negotiation and your salary should be negotiated. You should go through and negotiate your salary, even if it's, you know, monetary increase, maybe you're looking for more vacation time, whatever it is, that's going to make your quality of life better. If you don't ask, you don't know. That's so true. And I think you're the one who told me the statistic on this, isn't it like 5% of women ask for their, like, like actually ne negotiate their salaries. That seems about right. Yes. 5%. It's, it's a little low. And I remember my most recent negotiation that I, um, went in, went for was my scariest, largest request. <laughs> and, um, I was extremely prepared. I did a bunch of research and then I, then I started, you know, Googling women in the C-suite, women that negotiate their salary. And I saw that statistic and I thought, okay, yeah, no, I'm really doing it <laughs> for sure this time. There's no turning back. I remember asking my husband, should I ask for this number? Should I ask for that number? You know, my justifications behind each one. And I thought, go big or go home. So I started high and <laughs> was ready to, you know, settle on a number, which we eventually settled at. And it, it always brings me great happiness to talk about negotiating salaries because many people don't do it. It seems very taboo and scary, but if you don't ask, you don't receive. That's so true. And it's very valuable. And you're right. I mean, I think about all of the corporate jobs that I've had and I, I can recall probably two of them that I did negotiate for, but I remember it being a scary thing for me. Like you almost, it's weird because you almost feel like, should I be asking for this? And it's, it's a weird concept to me because, and I could be very wrong in this, but I feel like more women probably feel this way, almost like as a societal thing that's taught us that, you know, we're not allowed to do this or, you know, we're not worthy of asking for this because I don't know that the same amount goes for men, to be honest with you. You know, I feel like the men that I know that, that like, like have no problem negotiating salaries at any point in time. And 
Um, I feel like with women, it's it's a lot scarier for us. <laughs> and and it's weird to like admit that and say, <laughs> but I know I'm not alone here. And I remember going into those rooms, you know, having done my research and negotiating of what I thought was was fair and what I was worth and what really and, you know, it's not just about what you think you're worth. It's really about what's out there in terms of doing your research, like what they're paying for said job and things like that. And, you know, it's interesting because once you kind of have all of that and you go into the room and you go to negotiate like what you need, it's it's a very it can be very, very intimidating and very scary, especially if you're already going in with the mentality of like, is this even okay? What I'm about to do, you know, like it's so taboo (laughs) when really it's like, it's just normal. It's a normal part of business. And I think that that is something that is a very, very important topic. So, you know, as passionate as you are to talk about that, I think is valuable. And you should share that with as many women as you come across. And I love that we're even talking about it on this platform, because it is very important to really, you know, fight for what you're worth. And, you know, what's what's actually being paid out there for what you do. Um, And almost changing the mindset that Mm -hmm. says like, oh, I'm I shouldn't do this, or I'm not worth that. Or I don't know, like, what if they say no? Well, yeah, what if they say say no, but what if they say yes? Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like re restructuring and rewiring the brain and the thought process in that. Which is an entire mental exercise, <laughs> you know, yeah. within itself, re- rewiring your brain to, to not think about the imposter syndrome. And it's funny because I only heard about the phrase imposter syndrome probably a year, a year and a half ago. And I Googled it and I thought, oh, that's what's been going on. These negative voices inside my head. That's what that's what's happening here. And it's so scary. And you're right. I do think men just walk into the office one day and say, hey, boss, we have to talk and bada bing, bada boom, and it gets done. Whereas me, I thought about it, justified it, Googled it until I couldn't so Google couldn't help me anymore and just thought, okay, you know what? This is what I, this is what I'm worth. This is my value. And I hope you take it because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to leave it. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't ask, if, if it's true, if you don't ask, you don't know. And I think that was probably the, once I got the, a couple of yeses, you know, for what I was looking for, then that's what really changed my mindset on it. It's true. If you don't ask then you don't get it. And if they say no, then great. If they say yes, even better. And I I don't want to say that I'm like a a master negotiator or anything like that. But I have found growing up that I've been a little persuaded, you know, persuasive on things and maneuvering situations, perhaps in my benefit and negotiating things here and there, such as garage sales, the five-year-old or, um, you know, maybe Lowe's doesn't have the lumber that you need, but they have something else that's pretty similar to it. So (laughs) can we work something out? But yeah, I think, I think everybody should, should give it a go. And I actually, um, fell down a rabbit hole the other day. I, I came across this individual. His name is Chris boss and his he was the FBI's top hostage negotiator and he has a book titled Never Split the Difference Negotiating Like Your Life Depends on It and I literally just finished listening to the book and his tools are so interesting Ooh. his strategies his tactics but his stories his real life stories are captivating it's a really great book I think it's 8 hours and I finished it 
in like three day, three or four days. I mean, I just couldn't get enough of it. Um, so I actually have another situation coming up here, another real life situation. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to use my cursive Voss, you know, techniques and see how it goes. See if it gets, goes a little bit better for me this time around. Right, right. That's incredible. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we talk about rewiring the brain, it's also rewiring your brain to to not fear the nose mm-hmm. in life. You know, I think sometimes we equate nose to our value and our worth and we take it personally and we say like, okay, well, if they don't want to give me this, then I'm not worth it. Or, you know, and just not even in business, I think in life in general, any time someone tells you no, whether it's, you know, a job or, you know, a a closed door, we right away take it personally as, as measuring who we are and the person we are when none of that is true. You know, the fact of the matter is that in life, you're always going to hear no's and that's going to be in anything. So yeah, you know, re- rewire that thinking that has you afraid to say, to, to ask for the things that you need and to ask for the things that you feel you deserve. You know, if you say no, at least you asked and at least it's out there now too, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's the the value in it and, um, and why it's so important. Definitely. Gosh, I was just talking to my husband the other day and I said, I have been told no more in 2019 than probably probably in my entire life. I mean, besides the fact when I was like, a, you know, learning how to walk and getting into everything, my parents were yelling, no, 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 every second, but <laughs> I was getting told no a lot. And I, I finally realized, okay, I just need to start. If I get told no on the first, when I ask for what I'm looking for the first time, reword it differently, approach it differently, wait a couple of days and figure out how you can get to the yes and not take it personally. Gosh, that's so hard. Yeah. I take it. I, I almost take it personally all the time, at least for 15 seconds. <laughs> and then I, and then I try to, you know, carry on and move on, but it's a, uh, it's pretty tough. I, I heard a quote the other, the other day that said, um, successful people take no, like it's their vitamin. And I thought, okay, all right, well, <laughs> that's <laughs> here's perfect. another no vitamin for the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's so, it's so true too, because you know, you, when you hear it, it's like you said, it, it is very, very difficult to not take that personally, which is why it is a mental exercise. It is like a, like a constant reminder. Like when you hear a no, it's, you have to exercise your brain to say like, okay, but this isn't saying that I'm no good. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't saying I'm not enough. This isn't saying I'm not worthy of this. This isn't saying that, you know, I'll never amount to this. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I feel like we, we oftentimes we're so, so quick to go, to go right to the negative. So, you know, when, when people respond to whatever it is, you know, we're getting responses all day long from people, you know, in our inner circles, our friends, family, you know, uh, coworkers, all kinds of people. So when we're getting all these different responses, And when they end up being no, 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 and whatever it is that we're wanting, asking, whatever is happening, even universal things, if you're, you know, waiting for a new job or if you're, you know, climbing the ladder of your dream and, you know, you're hearing no, 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 it's not a measure of who you are as a person and who you are as an individual. It's, it's, it's just life, you know, so you're just going to have to keep going until you get that yes. And a lot of celebrities even talk about this because they say, oh gosh, you know, people always think celebrities like, like, 
like happen overnight and they go, oh, where did they come from? You know, they just got famous from this one movie. Meanwhile, when you actually dig into that person's life, they've been doing it since they could walk. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) and how many no's did they get in doing that? You know, so. Cardi B talks about that all the time. People are like, they tell me I just got here. And she's like, no, I've been working at this for a very long time. I love (laughs) Cardi B. (laughs) Exactly. It's true. It's so true. So on the digital coffee date, we talk about this current societal shift, right, where more and more women are united. And we're speaking up about what we deserve and speaking out about inequalities. So with what you do, how do you contribute to the advancement of these sorts of conversations? So I like to throw in sprinkles of love through the DMs, um, (laughs) which might sound a little interesting. But there was somebody that came across my Facebook page. Her name is Jen. And I noticed she was running an ad on Instagram, but there was an issue with her ad. It wasn't aligned properly. And I sent her a message like, hey, girl, please don't take this the wrong way. You know, I specialize in Instagram advertising. I just noticed this was on your ad. And if it were my ad, I would want to know. I'm just bringing it to your attention. Good luck. You know, keep up the good work. And her response was super nice. So I tried to approach things in a very nice way and and help them out. I mean, we didn't even know each other. Now we talk on DM all the time. Um, There's another um, individual that I follow on Instagram and she's awesome. She always says words of encouragement on her platform. That's um, a little bit of her messaging. And her and I communicate back and forth here and there. And I think it's just the mentality of, um, you know, fixing everybody's crown, sort of speak. Like we're all in this together at the end of the day. We're not against each other. And I'm ashamed to say that I noticed it whenever I was really young, like in middle school and elementary school, it almost seemed like that was the atmosphere. That was the vibe. Like we were all in a competition with each other. And now as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that there's a culture shift and it's changing and it's more of women uniting and supporting each other and more of a transparent tribe, I guess you could say, of just being there for one another. You're absolutely right. And I think that, you know, even even like how you said, you're like, I think this might sound funny because I, you know, I, I sprinkle DMs, like, <laughs> like nice little DMs and stuff. But like, I think it's so valuable because, you know, I too remember, um, you know, growing up and in that culture previously where it was like, okay, you know, women are like, like they're my competition, you know, girls, other girls are my competition. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, and I kind of, I want to say that I had that same mentality for a very long time. And when I say long time, I mean, like even into my like, like later, or I would say early adulthood years, like, you know, the 18 to probably like 20 to 23 kind of age. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I've gotten, you know, older and now in my 30s where, you know, I I have realized that not just me, but the culture itself, like society is shifting. You know, we're saying like, listen, mm-hmm. I don't have to be in competition with her anymore. Like she is not my enemy enemy. She is my friend. And if I don't know it and she knows it better, I want to be friends with her. I want to know her. I want to communicate with her. I want her to be in my circle, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's almost like before I think 
when I was younger, I would see that as threatening, you know, like, oh, she's doing this better than me. Oh, she knows more than me, you know, and now I crave people like that. I crave people who, Mm -hmm. you know, know something more than I do or do something better than I do. And I can say, oh my gosh, teach me, mentor me, like, let's be (laughs) friends. You know what I mean? Like, it's so funny how that's, that has just changed, you know? And, and I think, Obviously, I think it is a societal shift and and I think it's because more and more women are doing it together. You know, more and more women are saying like, "Okay, no, that's for the birds. Like enough of that already. We're over that." You know, you're like I said, you're not my enemy, you're my friend. Um and it's a beautiful thing that's happening. So, I always ask that question in every episode because it's so important and I want a part of every person's story. I want the world to also know, like, this is what we're doing. You know, this is what this platform is doing. And this is what all the women who are featured on every episode, this is how they're doing it. And even, you know, it's not small what you're doing, you know, sending someone a DM that helps them out with their marketing technique, which is a huge thing because if they're marketing, they're wanting something to help their business. Mm -hmm. So you're actually helping them to be more lucrative, to be more successful in their business just by doing that one, you know, you would think like a small act of kindness almost, you know, but (laughs) even that small act of kindness can move mountains, you know, and I, and can be so, Mm -hmm. so valuable. So I think that's amazing. And this is why I love asking that question because, you know, just seeing how in different ways, different women through what they do are, are changing that culture and are creating this, this female footprint. And I love it. It's so great. (laughs) It is pretty awesome. I'm, I'm definitely liking the shift and I can agree whenever I was younger, I thought the same thing, more of a competition dynamic, but I'm glad to see that things are definitely changing and everybody seems to be more open to, um, suggestions or open to feedback, I guess you could say, and not taking it in the wrong direction. Of course, it helps to, you know, kind of dress up a little bit like, hey, girl, don't take this the wrong way, (laughs) you know? Right, right. We can all be there for each other. Absolutely. So in looking ahead, Jen, what would you like to see in the future when it comes to the digital sergeant? (laughs) So have you seen Scandal? Uh, Have I seen Scandal? Is that what you just asked me? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Shonda Ryan. Thank like Shondaland, you. I live for Shondaland. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. So I love Olivia Pope. Um, I think she's amazing for many different reasons, but I would love to be the Olivia Pope of digital marketing. Yes. And I have some... I have some time ahead of me, um, but what I noticed that I really love to do is help people's problems. Um, if somebody comes to me, um, oh my gosh, my Google listing is gone. It's vanished. What do I do? And I can say, oh, just one second. <laughs> I can help you with that. Or my rankings have dropped. I don't know what's happened. My website's hacked. I can't change the name of my Facebook page. I'm blocked out of Instagram. Somebody's impersonating me on Instagram. I mean, so many different things. I would just love to help businesses um, and the way that, you know, Olivia Pope seems to help people in their problems. I want to be able to say, consider it handled. <laughs> like, <laughs> not laugh maybe after, but like, take it seriously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, say, consider it handled. I got it covered, you know. Have the Olivia Pope face <laughs> and, and get, oh my God, I like live for Olivia Pope. 
Pope. I'm just like to be an Olivia Pope, not not even I mean, her fashion alone. Like, oh. can, can I just walk around like that all day? I have an Olivia Pope board on Pinterest. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Yes. Just her overall like fearlessness is what it is. You know, that fearlessness that like, don't worry, I got you covered. I got this. And she just handles it and is just mm-hmm. a rock star at it. Yes. I see that for you. You're going to be the digital Olivia Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. That's why whenever I was starting my branding, I thought I need something strong and powerful, but not like I want to be the authority here. I want to I want to be able to come into the room and say X, Y, Z is wrong. This is why it's wrong. And either take my direction or you continue to sink. So that that's my approach I wanted to take. And I thought digital sergeant is the way to go and um, combines my last name. It's the thing that I love the most digital sergeant. It was perfect. So that's my goal. And, you know, I, I sometimes I beat myself up a little bit and I try to stop quickly, but I, I catch myself in these mindsets. That's like, gosh, I should have started my personal branding years ago. I should have tried harder years ago because seven years essentially in the digital market game and I'm just now starting my personal brand but it's never too late to begin I'm here I am I'm starting so let's see where I can take it in the next seven years and I hope to really have a full-fledged Olivia Pope style digital marketing service or media team I guess you could say maybe by 2030 maybe sooner that's amazing So now if someone wants to connect with you, what is the best way to go about that? Well, the best way to find me is on my website, digitalsargent.com, sergeant spelled S-A-R-G-E-A-N-T. That's also my Instagram hand or my social media handle on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, Pinterest. Am I forgetting any? (laughs) I'm like, wait, we've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. There's so many. So that's really the best way to find me. I'm super active on TikTok, which is kind of, you know, a little bit odd, but I love TikTok. I can just spend hours on that platform. Um, So find me anywhere on the internet. Just Google Jennifer Sargent, Digital Sargent, and I'll pop up. Awesome. So I always like to close our digital coffee dates with words of advice or some words of wisdom. So what would you tell a woman who might be struggling with asking for what she needs in the workplace? I would say to prepare yourself for every angle of the argument, employ empathy on the other person and be very confident, but not assertive, just very confident about what your worth is, what your value is, and at the end of the day, what you deserve. Um, I think really mentally preparing for the situation and in all types of answers from the other person. This might sound a little silly, but, you know, role play with a friend (laughs) or with your husband, your boyfriend, you know, whoever, and um, just catch them off guard and say, I'm thinking about starting the conversation like this. Ask the question and then ask them to respond and see how long you can go in that conversation because it's better to prepare for multiple arguments and multiple paths. And um, preparation is just really just the most important part. And 
don't be shy. They're betting on you not asking for this thing that you want. So ask for it. It's so true. You know, when you're prepared, it just it's a better outcome for you no matter what. You know, preparing is always the best. So I think that that's wonderful advice, you know, preparing for what it is that you're doing, um, doing your research and just being ready to handle whatever comes your way. You know, not everything you're going to know what's going to happen ahead of time, but preparing yourself for it you're going to have a a way better outcome. Even if the answer is no, you're going to feel really great going in there having been prepared. And if the answer is no, then I would suggest just follow up with, well, how can we get here? How can, what do I need to do to get to this spot, to get to what I ultimately want at the end of the day? And that will also open up other conversations and, and points too. And it'll give you a good framework to, to work off of as well. Absolutely. Well, Jen, it's always wonderful speaking with you, but of course it's been even more special speaking with you on this platform. So we look forward to seeing all that you continue to do and we wish you the absolute best and success for what lies ahead for you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for allowing me to be part of this awesome venture that you're on and keep rocking it, sister. You're killing the game. Thank you for listening to The Digital Coffee Date, where inspiration ignites meaningful action. Be sure to visit thedigitalcoffeedate.com to sign up for your free membership where you can go beyond our digital coffee dates and discuss episode topics on our growing digital community.